Hi there and welcome along to the 12th row of the 12 rows of Christmas. So, on the 12th row of Christmas, my true love gave to me 12 times 5 minutes. Yeah, it scans, honest. Sing it, sing it, it scans. What we're going to do is a 60-minute row, but we're going to break it into 5-minute chunks, okay? So there's no rest in between, it's just going to be a total 60-minute row. But what we're going to do is we're going to increase our stroke rate and pace, and then we're going to go back to the beginning, increase stroke rate and pace. So we're going to start at 18 strokes a minute, then 20, 22, 24. Then we're going to go all the way back down to 18 again, 20, 22, 24, and then all the way back, 18, 20, 22, 24. And that will then be your hour done, okay? Now, as far as your pace is concerned, well, this I want you to gauge depending on how tired you're feeling after a few days of kind of rather tough workouts. So I'm going to give you a range, okay? So for the 18 strokes a minute, I want you to start somewhere between 2K plus 20 to 24. It's quite a large range there. So if you're feeling quite tired, start all the way down to 24. Bearing in mind, this is an hour we're rowing for. If you're feeling really kind of up and energetic, start at 2K plus 20. Then when we go to the 20 strokes a minute, I want you to go two seconds faster. When we go to the 22s, I want you to go two or three seconds faster. And when we go up to the 24s, I want you to go two or three seconds faster again. And then we dial it all the way back to the 18s again, and then that's it. Okay? Right? And of course, you can reassess as you go through. If you start off quite fast, you can slow down to the 2K plus 24 for the 18s on the next one if you're like, oh, I was a bit overzealous there. So... It's just, we've got an hour's worth of rowing. This is a nice way to kind of get it all out of our legs, finish off the 12 rows of Christmas. And if you're rowing this in time for the holiday challenge, then it's a good way to get probably somewhere between 14 and 16,000 meters by the time you roll in the warm up and the cool down and stuff, okay? So let's get into that warm up of which I just spoke. So head to the front of your machine and set your drag factor first on the Concept 2. If you don't know what drag factor is, then please check out the video I have on this YouTube channel. I set mine to run about 125, if that helps. If you're on a non-Concept 2, then set the resistance so that you have a good weight. Um, it feels like you're having a nice row, but you don't have to heave against it, okay? Especially on this 60-minute row. Next up, for your monitor, set it to eye height if you can, so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down, both of which will affect your posture. And finally, if you can adjust just the foot, the foot plate height, then please set it to a point where you can come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay? If they're too high, you might not quite be able to get there. Too low, you might go scooting straight past that, and that can cause kind of power leaks and injury, and nobody wants that. So, four-minute warm-up. I'm going to do this at 18 strokes a minute, and uh, to start with, I just want you to think about uh, put, putting in just some kind of power from your feet so you can think about that getting into your hands and then we'll start to speed up to run about 2k plus 20 pace, okay? Okay, here we go then in three, two, one, and we're off. So when I say some kind of power, it really is just push enough with your legs that you can feel you're putting some power in so that you can think about the timing between pushing with your feet and your hands picking up the handle. And by picking up, I mean the handle connects to whatever your machine uses to go. Whether that's like a flywheel on the Concept 2 or a water wheel or, oh, I don't know, hamster wheel. But the point is you push with your feet and at exactly the same time, you want your hands to connect to the machine. And that's how you get the power to make sure it goes into the, well, machine. It helps to have 
a forward tilt over your hips too that's important and straight arms as you push your feet into the machine and that way the power will flow through your body into the machine crikey I feel like I said the word machine a lot there right so get your speed up to run about 2k plus 20 if you have a monitor that shows you your 500 meter split time remember your 2k training pace is your current time to row two kilometers divided by four so if it was eight minutes for your time it'd be two minutes plus 20 seconds for the pace I'm saying now well that was confusing hang on <laughs> put one foot on the ground row will just one leg in <laughs> what I mean is your 2k training pace is your 2k best time right now divided by four and that gives you your average 500 meter pace across that 2k and then because I was saying 2k plus 20 for the pace that's why I said plus 20 change feet so it's not your 2k training pace isn't your average plus 20 have I really messed this up? you know what I mean if you row a 2k in 8 minutes your 2k training pace is 2 minutes and then you base whatever your training session is off that so when I say 2k plus 20 it means you would row at 2 minutes 20 seconds both feet in row with your back and arms oh man I'm back pedaling something rotten hopefully you've seen enough of my videos that you understand what I'm on about but do remember the description to all of my videos has a couple of paragraphs saying what 2k training time is and how to calculate it so if you're confused by my ramblings read that okay roll into the front of the machine arms straight forward lean push out from the front and let's really concentrate on feeling when you're picking the handle up at the front okay that just that sensation of everything just gets heavier as the handle connects to the flywheel and you want to make sure you're pushing your feet in at that same time last one right don't worry if you're not super warm after that we've got 60 minute row ahead of us which we're starting at that 18 strokes a minute and 2k plus 20 pace okay so like I say if your 2k average is 2 minutes you're going to start this at 2 minutes and 20 seconds which should feel comparatively very easy compared to your 2k best time okay sorry about that I mean oh yeah. anyway <laughs> anyway right keep moving up down the rail have a quick drink and I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today okay then so today's row is a 60 minute row okay so we're splitting this up into 12 5 minute chunks hence row 12 of the 12 rows of Christmas you're going to do them at 18 then 20 then 22 then 24 strokes per minute and then you're going to repeat that climb two more times and that is there for your 12 5 minute splits 
Pace-wise, well, you can start the 18 strokes a minute anywhere between 2K plus 20 to 2K plus 24 pace. Obviously, the 24 is going to be a much easier row. As you go up to the 20 strokes a minute, I want you to go two seconds faster. And then as you go to the 22s, I want you to go two or three seconds faster. And then the 24s, you're going to be another two or three seconds faster. And then you reset all the way back down to the 18 strokes a minute and that 2K plus 20 to 24 pace again. And don't worry if it starts to get, if you've gone gone out too hot and you're starting to feel a little, little bit, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Then if you started at 2K plus 20 for the 18s on the first set and you're like, oh, then you can just drop down to 2K plus 22 in the second or even the 2K plus 24 in the second or the third or whatever. Okay, so this is just about making sure you can get through the hour long workout and these kind of climbs up the ladder. will just give you a little bit more of a varied intensity and make it a little bit more interesting to be perfectly honest. So... Are we ready for this? I recommend having a quick drink. If you have to stop for a drink mid-row, I would much rather you stopped and had a drink. You are not doing a time trial right now. So if you have to lose a few seconds in order to have a drink, that's far more preferable than you're rowing along, you're suddenly dehydrated and you fall off the machine, okay? We don't want that. All right then, so we're gonna start this first five minute split at 18 strokes per minute and at 2k plus 20 to 24 pace okay here we go then in three two one and we're off now i quite like just pushing into the 18s starting a roll like this just seeing what my body naturally wants to row at sometimes i find myself at 2k plus 20 sometimes I find it's just a little bit heavy feeling and I'm down at 2k plus 22 but it must be said there's also the odd occasion where I really get the wind in my fur and I find that I'm rowing along at 2k plus 18 at 18 strokes a minute but today so far it looks like I'm settling into round about plus 20 now don't worry if 18 strokes a minute feels a little bit alien especially if you are more of a high rate rower it can feel a little bit uncomfortable in terms of rhythm so on the video if you're watching on YouTube or on KinoMap you can just match your stroke rate to mine and on the podcast you can hear the whoosh of my flywheel and then you'll know when I'm taking a stroke I would hope that now we're two minutes in that you should have kind of hit your rhythm by now but there's a chance if you're new to rowing that you're quite new to these low rates 
and that's one of the reasons why today's row works up through the stroke rates just to give you a little bit of a break because if you're uncomfortable at low rate then the 18s are kind of the worst of them and then as your stroke rate increases going up through 20, 22, 24 hopefully you'll get more and more comfortable but remember it's all about flow okay talk about this a lot rhythm and flow and there's two different sides to it flow hang on let me start my watch yes I'm rowing flow is about moving from phase to phase of the rowing stroke without stopping you may have seen various rowing drills that encourage you to pause at certain stages of the stroke but as good a drill as it is it unfortunately creates this habit in a lot of people that they think that they have to stop and hold the handle into their chest like this okay which you don't want to do you want flow everything moves you're never stopped the finish becomes the recovery which becomes the drive okay so that's what flow is about is this constant moving right two strokes one more and let's go up to 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster than you were just rowing so I was 2k plus 20 so I want to be around about 2k plus 18 plus or minus one second is okay and hopefully after about a minute or so you'll have got the feeling for how much to push with your legs in order to increase stroke rate and your pace and that's where rhythm comes in and in this case it's best expressed as the ratio of your drive phase and your recovery 
which if you have an issue getting it right this can be what makes the low rate rowing a little bit tricky for some people if you're more of a 28 to 30 strokes a minute kind of rower then you're used to basically driving and then instantly recovering at exactly the same speed like a one-to-one -one ratio whereas at these low rates it's a two-to-one ratio where your drive speed is twice as fast as your recovery so you get that big powerful push out from the front of the machine where all the power lays in and it feels nice and strong but then you can take your time over the recovery and get your body into the right position ready for the next stroke and you've got lots of time to do that so you can really think about making sure everything is all lined up nice and correct by the time you roll into the front of the machine ready for the next stroke and so that's one of the reasons why low rate rowing is a constant within any training plan because it helps you groove in the right body positions and technique so that when you do go nice and fast like day 11's 45 second sprints your default technique that you just fall into when you have no time to think is hopefully being ground into your body as a good one because of these kind of low rate workouts okay in three two one we're going up to 22s so push a little bit harder with your legs and what that should do once you get the amount right is increase your drive speed 
Remember I was saying the ratio of two to one. That still maintains down at 22 strokes a minute. So when you have a faster drive phase compared to the 20 strokes a minute, your recovery phase is slightly faster too. And that then becomes your faster stroke rate. And then when you combine the fact that you are putting in more power into the machine in order to increase your stroke rate and that that then results in two strokes per minute more than when you were rowing at 20 obviously then that is how your pace can naturally go up by one or two seconds if you jumped three seconds rather than just two then you'll just have to have pushed a tiny bit harder with your legs and just be sure that if you have increased your drive speed as a result your recovery allows for that to keep you at 22s so rather than a 2 to 1 you're maybe a I don't know, five to two. Does that work out right? Listen, the maths isn't exact, but the point is, at these low rates, you are spending longer to recover as opposed to the drive. Oh, and don't worry I know I've just spent 13 and a half minutes talking about flow and ratio and even though I'm also going to talk about technique next I'm going to try and make sure this isn't <laughs> a totally dry John Talks technique for an entire hour. But it is important, especially when it's an hour long row, that you think about best practices. And although 
I haven't really talked specifics for the past almost 15 minutes. It's a good idea to reset and go back to basics, thinking about body positions and sequencing. Right, two more. One more. Let's go up to 24. And another two or three seconds faster. I'm hovering run about 2k plus 12 right now. So it seems that I've gone for the plus three option for both of the increases to 22 and 24. I remember at the end of this five minute split, we then reset back down to 18 strokes a minute again. And when that comes, all it is, is less of a push with your legs to reduce the force of your drive, which gives you a slower drive speed and less power going into the machine. And you'll notice that all I've talked about here is the legs when it comes to your technique and changing pace and power. I'm not saying pull softer. I'm saying push harder or softer with the legs. And that is because rowing is a pushing with the legs sport. It's not a pulling with your arms. Yes, I know. At the back of the stroke, you want to pull to a strong finish, but as far as the main power coming in, that's pushing. And basically, if this was on the water rowing, then at the catch here, at the front of the machine, you would be placing 
the blade of the oar into the water and then as you pushed the power from your legs into the well, boat you would be pushing it past where the blade has been set in the water and the way to think about it on a rowing machine is that you are pushing the machine that way pushing it into the wall in front of you or the treadmill in front of you in a gym but you're thinking about pushing so you hit the catch push push and then the pull comes right at the back okay we have five four three two one and we're back down to 18s nice and relaxed don't worry if for the first 30 seconds or so your pace drops off slower than it was the last time round it takes a bit of getting used to doing these drop downs in rate and pace but the more you do them the more you do them <laughs> oh, I can't breathe too busy laughing at my own joke such a dad joke isn't it but hey Christmas is just around the corner if I can't make a joke like that when can I? but yeah you do get used to it working out how much you need to soften the drive by in order to comfortably hit your rate and pace and this is kind of why I talk about that groove of grinding the technique into you so that you're not thinking about like four different things you're not trying to think about your legs and your back and your arms you're not thinking about 
how far to slide you're just thinking less of a push less of a push and because you have that worn in standard technique it's like your subconscious neuroplasticity just takes over and that is why it's important to think about technique because what you don't want to do is get into bad habits and then reprogram that neuroplasticity what you want to do is always think best practices to reinforce the programming because it's really really hard to undo a bad habit and trust me trust the man with the butt scoot <clears throat> I'm constantly trying to address the early slide of my backside before I push the power in and if I focus on it I hope I get it right but when I just go back into autopilot that's when I have this forward dip of my upper body which causes my backside to escape from me okay so we have what seven strokes left at this stroke rate and then we go up to 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 or just two seconds faster than you are rowing right now so here we go 20 strokes a minute so just a tiny increase in power but you should feel the rhythm of the stroke is faster so here we go then what is or what are the positions to be in through the stroke as you come to the front known as the catch here which is where you would be setting the blade in the water the ideal position is that you have come forward enough on the seat that your shins are pointing vertically try not to go past vertical as you don't want to create power leaks posture you want to be up on your sit bones you're not 
kind of crumpling in to that forward tilt. You're powerful and tilting over your hips. And that tilt should be to run about one o'clock, leaning into the front of the machine. And your arms should be straight. Even if you add a little outward rotation of your elbows to help with that idea of them being straight. But straight they may be, but they also need to be relaxed as you come forwards. Not rigid and tense. If I can see your muscles rippling, then you're too tense. <clears throat> chin neutral so you're looking straight ahead not down not up and knees should be slightly open certainly not together maybe round about under your armpits as though you were doing a squat or a deadlift you will see some people with their knees outside their elbows usually that's people with flexibility issues and in order to come forwards enough they have to splay their knees but hang around after the cool down today and hopefully for all my future rows there's a stretching session that goes on in the top of the screen while I talk to you about other stuff it'll make sense when you watch but yeah Knees under your armpits, arms straight, back tilted over your hips. Powerful posture, slide until your shins are vertical and then you push your feet into the foot plates to get that power in. But you hold that forward tilt and your arms just brace against the power you're not pulling okay three two one up to 22s and two or three seconds faster and we have made it further than Bon Jovi have ever made it because 
we are past halfway there. We have less than 30 minutes to go. This splitting of the 60 minutes into changeable five minute splits really does make this hour fly by. It's a really simple trick to break any row down into smaller parts even a one kilometer if you just think about it a hundred meters at a time it's easier to focus on keeping the pace up or 250 or 500 for a 2k five hundred meters or a thousand for a five K or six K maybe three minutes for a thirty minute row one kilometer chunks for a ten K five minutes for an hour I mean, listen, I'm not going to keep going on, but you get the, you get the gist. Find a smaller bite that you're happy looking forward at without worrying about the rest of them. Because that's, especially in a 2K, that's the killer. It's not the current 500 meters you're rowing. It's when you look into the future at the rest of them that it starts to get scary. Anyway, so you push with the feet you hold that forward tilt and vitally you keep your arms straight so as you push your arms are just hanging off the handle you're not pulling you brace against the power hang off the handle and then the force of that hang naturally comes to a finish as you pull the handle to your chest at the back of the stroke but let's not forget your back so you keep that forwards tilt until your legs 
we're about halfway done and then you swing from that forwards to that backwards tilt and once you start that swing that's when you start that pull into a finish okay two strokes one more up to 24s one stroke every two and a half seconds and you should be going two or three seconds faster than you were before remember in four and a half minutes you get to slow down again so don't worry too much if the intensity is rising here I'd rather you kept the intensity of this split up and then slowed your starting pace of the next 18s if you're feeling a bit fatigued I realise of course that yesterday's session was a top tier maximum effort and then following it with this one does kind of break my usual programming of always following a top or mid intensity with a low but that's why I gave you the pacing options and also I'm going to assume and hope that you are taking a rest day after this one if you've done all 12 along with me that rest day will be Christmas when you can spend a lot of time refueling with turkey and vegetables but definitely this for me feels more like a mid effort row than bottom but it's not a top which is quite crucial okay where'd we get to so you pull the handle in 
and you want your wrists to be flat as you pull in or at least you don't want to be turning down and you don't want to be flicking up try to find an in-between it may help to have a slight outwards flare of your elbows but I emphasize slight unless you have good reason to I don't recommend being total chicken wings and going with elbows in line with each other through your chest because that shifts the power away from your back which is stronger and also helps with the recovery okay four three two one back to 18s less of a push from your legs let things get comparatively easier compared to where you may just have felt in the last 24 strokes a minute chunk and do try and keep your technique as good as possible rather than kind of collapsing like a dying salmon because you're fatigued <laughs> needless to say my pace just went through the floor <sighs> so the pull of your arms at the back of the stroke if you send your elbows through your sides they create like a spring through your rib cage and your intercostals and the compression of your back muscles basically your arms get pulled through your sides but they want to come forwards again because of that springiness only really a couple of inches 
but it's enough to set the forwards momentum of your arms in motion which if you have a well service machine with a tight enough shock cord you should feel the handle also wants to pull your arms forwards so you get that double hit the momentum of the springiness of your arms and the return of the handle get your arms out nice and straight at these stroke rates and then as your arms start to recover that's when your body is triggered to rock back over your hips again just because of the momentum of your arms moving forwards and so what should happen is that by the time your arms are straight and past your knees your back should be in the perfect forward lean before you bend your knees and that forward shift means that as you bend your knees you effortlessly roll towards the front of the machine ready for the next stroke okay three two one up to 20s and two seconds faster be really interesting to see how many people stayed even with their pace increases through this row who tired themselves out too soon who had way too much energy and went fast at the end and who stuck to relatively even splits the whole way I'll post my results on the Facebook page and on the YouTube community page so you can see how I got on I'm not actually 
got my monitor set to show me pace or distance or at least total all I'm looking at is time elapsed or well time to go stroke rate pace or current pace total distance heart rate and force curve to get there press the second button down on the Concept 2's PM 3, 4 or 5 Whew. it's definitely getting tougher my heart rate is up where it was during the 24s last time round so the cardiac drift of exertion is quite understandably in a upward trend having been rowing for over 48 minutes now now as being we're quite far in I'm going to assume that you might be getting a little bit on the sweaty side there's not much I can do about any sweat rolling into your eyes other than suggest the halo headband but if your hands are sweaty there's a chance it's because you're gripping the handle with a closed fist what I'd rather you did was hook your fingers over the handle so that you actually have an open palm that doesn't mean thumbs on top which I know will open your palm more but keep your thumbs under the handle just not closing into a fist and that open palm gives you airflow to keep your hands cool and it also reduces friction on the handle okay two one here we go 22s increase your pace by two or three seconds I do always like that moment when you hit single figures 
especially on a row like this and then when I get down to eight minutes to go I know it's effectively 2k to go and in my mind 2k is a cinch especially compared to if I was going at full speed ahead so stay stay with me I'm certainly needing to concentrate a little bit more now about that push from the front making sure I overcome any fatigue but at the same time I'm looking in the mirror that I have slightly off to the left in front of me just to see if I have any weird technique issues or weirder I think I'm possibly collapsing my posture but then say we've been averaging 20 strokes a minute for 52 minutes that's 1,040 strokes so far so I think I'll forgive my back for feeling a little bit tender especially as being this is the first time in a couple of months that I've done a solid 60 or well 53 so far I've done intervals amounting to 60 with rests but I think it's been about three or four months since I've done a straight 60 even at this lower stroke rate I was about to say lower intensity but as I come into the last six minutes as much as it's very much achievable I wouldn't say it was a low intensity workout by any stretch of the imagination but hey we're almost done let's just get the last 35 seconds 
the V's 22s out of the way first and with any luck the last five minutes of 24s will fly by okay almost there okay in two one push harder get the pace up it's up to you if you want to try for a fast finish and see if you can finish these 24s stronger than before but maybe you just want to sprint that last minute and by sprint I mean hold the stroke rate but push harder with the legs I don't want you blowing the 24 stroke rate I want it to be about power about a stronger push about hanging off the handle oh just got cramp in my hip I won't be doing that then and then what we'll do is take a minute or so to just let our breathing settle down a bit before cracking into a two minute cool down and then after that if you want to climb off and stretch along with me then you can I do recommend whether it's stretching with me or whether it's a couple of minutes afterwards I do recommend taking some time today to stretch off especially if you're the same as me and this is the first time in a long time you've done a straight hour which must come out at round about 1200 1250 strokes I'm sure a cleverer person 
of the machine could do the maths but right now I'm just concentrating on holding one 57 pace through to the finish which we're almost there one more here one minute to go come on if you want to increase for a fast finish push harder with your legs but hold the stroke rate okay 12 strokes to go you should make sure to give yourself a pat on the back for getting through a whole hour worth of rowing even if you did stop for a drink you still rowed last one oh. Woo. 14,812 meters and 1,263 strokes so that's like 1,263 squats or deadlifts with a light weight and even then the thing about those 18s is you have to put in a good old push to hold the right pace at 18 strokes a minute so it's not like this is an easy amount of effort Woo. Ah, no I'm not live just going to load up my two minute cooldown ready for it which I have saved under the bookmarks in Erg Zone oh. I've got a code 46 let's try that again cool down center pm5 there we go just gonna have a quick drink before we start this just to make sure because obviously i mean i am quite drenched ah okay let's roll along to a cool down Look at me getting the branding. In three, two, one, go. Trying to do this. Start off about 18 strokes a minute. And 2K plus 20 to 25 pace. But after about 30 seconds, just ease off the pace. You'll have got the activation of your muscles by then and you can just start to cool down to there we go to ease off your muscles and tendons and bones and your brain and yeah uh. oh. 
quite possibly I've just run out of things to say. <laughs> Which is why well, I was quiet for five seconds. Imagine that. I can't actually believe that pretty much the entire hour was a deep dive into the importance of flow and ratio and then taking you through technique and the pitfalls of do hope it wasn't too dry however like I did say a few times in a row like this in some ways it's more important that you do think technique especially because of the changing stroke rates if that was an hour just at 20 strokes a minute say or 24 talk technique for the first 15 minutes and then set you on your way for the next half hour and I could talk about rubbish but today it's probably more important that I kept on point so you didn't develop any bad habits so I'm done with the cool down you of course don't have to be done with the cool down you can continue to row for as long as you want or if you want to climb off the machine get yourself a mat or something then now I've just popped up in the top corner of the street screen and I'm doing some stretching so I start off with hamstrings then I've got to remember how this goes hamstrings then glutes then hip flexors then quads and I can't quite remember the order I've done upper body maybe forearms and fingers first you can do that one where you bend your fingers back with your your hand that way if you on a slightly different stretch rather than the one where I push in um, with hands together in a praying motion. It's a different way to do it. I don't particularly like that one. Don't know why. I just never feel comfortable. Maybe because I'm not I'm not stretched off enough. But yeah. But then uh, shoulders, upper back, and chest, um, triceps, and then biceps, which is the one where you put your hands behind you, and you have to make sure and do this turn, taking your thumbs to the outside. And that's what lengthens your bicep and gives that a chance to stretch. Which, trust me, after a row to, like today, even if you are not the type that pulls from the front of the machine, even if you do keep your arms nice and straight, because you've do just done one, like 1,263, if you kept it up with me, because you've just done that many finishes, then your arms are going to be, they've, they've been used. So make sure to stretch off those forearms, the triceps and the biceps, just so that tomorrow you don't suddenly go, <laughs> that doms the delay onset muscle soreness thing you don't you like suddenly go oh no i can't move my arms um which you don't really want on christmas day because what if you've got to carve a turkey or you have to eat some sprouts or opening presents imagine you're like someone give you a present and you're like a you're almost like a tyrannosaurus rex you're like i can't reach it because my arms have seized <laughs> that roll along idiots made it so i can't do anything so anyway that was it that was the 12 rows of christmas I do hope you enjoyed rowing along with me, whether you did them uh, with me um, the, the 12 days as I've done them or whether you have spread them out across the entire holiday season. Maybe you did one and took a rest day, then did another one, took a rest day. And you spread it all the way through. Maybe you've come back to this in January as a, a little bit of, oh, 12 days rowing, what all that's about. And you were able to just forgive the fact there was a Christmas tree in the shot all the time. Which same can be said for doing this in like July. Just because there's a Christmas tree in shot doesn't suddenly mean that, oh, this is going to be no value to me. It's summer. Oh, I better do a summer workout. No, 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 no. 
this could be I could do it get exactly the same 12 rows again in summer and call it the summer sessions or something um, and and yeah it's ex exactly the same so the background doesn't matter the words that I say when I talk about Christmas doesn't matter the words I say when I talk about technique and stuff they of course matter and when I talk about dinner and things they really matter but when I say Christmas, you can just hear... It's like I've said before about Jurassic Park, how um, with all the complicated names of the dinosaurs, it's easier just to read Jurassic Park and just say, the dinosaur fought the dinosaur, and then the dinosaur ran towards the other dinosaur, and the dinosaur... It's the same, it's the same with, with I'm saying Christmas and this. You could just go... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so next up then, just... Uh, let's see, where are we? Yeah, so... Oh, yes, I am done. Hang one second. Yes. Um... So next up uh, is, uh, well, Christmas Day, which I was talking about doing a row on Christmas Day, trying to do one live, but I may not. I don't think I will. I think I'll actually just take Christmas Day as a rest um, because of doing 12 days straight. However, Boxing Day, I'm going to do a half marathon. Um, and uh, I've put a poll on the Facebook group page to see what people's preference of a time would be if I was to do this live. So if I, so all in GMT. Um, so yeah, if I was to do this live uh, on streaming it to YouTube and also doing it as a Zoom chat as well, if I can work out how to get all that technology working. Um, and then possibly also on RoPro as well. ErgZone miss out on this one, I'm afraid, but, uh, but everybody else can use it on ErgZone, but I'll do it on RoPro for those folks. So yeah, so I'm trying to work out the best time to do that. Um, so do keep an eye out on uh, the YouTube community channel and on the Facebook group page. If you're so, if you if you don't do Facebook, you can do the YouTube community um, channel for Row Along, and I'll I'll post when it happens. Then I might even put a little video up just so it pops up in your feed and things. But yeah, so that's the plan. All things going well. There's always a chance that I haven't cooked the turkey enough and it comes to Boxing Day and I just have to spend the whole day in bed <laughs> because I've poisoned myself. You never know. But that's currently the plan. I think it's very hard to plan anything nowadays, isn't it? Yes. Um, that said, I'm still really hoping that my trip to Vegas happens at the beginning of January, so fingers crossed. Um, yeah. And that Davey Roth doesn't cancel his... That'd be the... Oh, That'd be, that would be the, the worst outcome, would be that I'm able to fly to Vegas, but Dave Lee Roth cancels or, or whatever, and, and, and I'm kind of just in Vegas for a few days going, oh, there's no point me being here. I could, well, listen, I'm taking my camera, so if that happens, I'm just going to hit the gym and just make a whole bunch of roll-alongs in Vegas. So, anyway, right. Uh, so, we're done. I want to say goodbye. Hopefully that fella in the top corner has stopped all of his stretching nonsense or getting close to stretching it and he'll do his little wave goodbye to you. Um, and yeah, and, and hopefully you enjoyed this one and hopefully you stretched. If you haven't, please make sure and stretch. Please make sure to drink something. Maybe if you have anything with electrolytes in it, get some salt back in your system, having uh, possibly perspired as much as me over the past hour. Uh, yeah, and then um, if you're doing this on Christmas Eve, then I hope uh, if you are celebrating Christmas, if that's your, your thing, then uh, have an amazing Christmas. I know I am in my house. That's what we celebrate. So I, we are looking forward to Christmas presents around the tree. If you do something else, if you are not a Christmassy type person, then I hope you just have a good 25th of December and whatever your festivals that you're doing as well. Everybody who has a holiday should be celebrated. That's the way I see it. Everyone is all on this planet, breathing the same air and fighting the same fight. So we need to, we need to love each other and look after each other. Hey, 
I'm full of Christmas spirit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Jack Danielson here. That's why. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just that's my Christmas message is that let's just love each other and look after each other. Um, I think that's the very least that we can do at this rather strange time um, and at a point when we're all sitting together, hopefully at a table and eating food, we should look around. Remember those that are with us. Remember those that have gone. Um, yeah, yeah, all right. I will see you. I've, I've just made myself emotional because I've suddenly thought of my mum. I'll see you in a, um, uh, the next row, which will hopefully be Boxing Day. Have an awesome um, celebrations of whatever you're doing, and I'll go get a hanky and sort myself out. Thank you so much. Look after yourself. Stay safe. Be well. Bye bye. <laughs>